Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to Back Deck Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Carson, and I'm alongside our co-host, uh, Chris. Uh, today, we got three questions for you. One's from me, one's from Chris, and one's from a viewer. Shout out to Jason. All right, All shout right, out to is- Jason, Uncle Jason. All right, we're going to start out with Carson's question. We're going through the six NBA awards. You All said right. you wanted to start out with MVP, right? Yeah, I'll start off with MVP. So, okay. <laughs> Hold on. All right, so it's between Giannis, Harden, and LeBron, and you spelled Giannis ridiculously. Uh, who cares? <laughs> you spelled it with a Y. <laughs> you spelled Giannis with a Y. All right, but Giannis, y- Giannis, Giannis. Yeah, it's, it's Anyways. It's, but you don't have to just pick from those. Those are the finalists. Yeah. Who would you say? Giannis, I don't think it's really a question. It's really, I don't think, I think the whole debate was really Giannis or LeBron. Um, I really just thought it was Giannis because, I mean, 60 wins. Also in the, the discussion for Defensive Player of the Year. And Giannis is basically leading LeBron in basically every stat category, category except assists. So I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a phonetic speller, man, so Giannis is always going to be spelled with a Y for me. It's it's Giannis. It's, there's no freaking doubt. Like, the whole LeBron, I mean, it's nice. That was all just, I think the only reason LeBron was in that because, like. To have a conversation. Yeah, really. So and the sports I think, talk can have something to talk about. And Anthony Davis has had a better season statistically than LeBron. Right. LeBron I mean, only, like, Gian, or Anthony Davis has better stats then LeBron, except assists, because yeah. LeBron's averaging 10 assists. He's basically a point guard. It's incredible what he's doing at 35 or whatever the mm-hmm. hell he is. But, but that doesn't really matter. It doesn't like... matter. Nope, doesn't matter. It's a good conversation. Um, it's incredible what he's done over his career. But, I mean, Giannis, and he's averaging what he's averaging, just over 31 minutes a game. So, he's the best player in the league. So, let's go rookie of the year next. All right, who you got? So, you got your finalists you had are Morant, Kendrick Nunn, and Zion, Kendrick Nunn, old uh, Illini guy. He's Illinois. Uh, he went to Illinois, and then he transferred somewhere else. Got in a little trouble, hmm. but he was. He went undrafted. Time. He went undrafted actually, and you, then. Are you gonna cut me off eighteen more times? Or? Yeah. Go ahead. I was just saying he um uh, was actually undrafted. He wasn't even their number one rookie this That's year. That's actually a very good point. And I'm just like, kidding. Cut me off whenever you want. Uh, he. I mean, he was three or four-time mm-hmm. Rookie of the Month. I mean, I think, I don't know. I think Zion will be end up being the best guy, but it doesn't really matter. He didn't yeah. play much, so I don't think he can I really think, be considered. Here's my take. I think Zion's definitely the best of the three, but I think John Morant should win mm-hmm. Rookie of the Year because Zion played 23 games. He had the best year. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. It's not about who's the better player. It's about who's the best year. Like, just because Giannis won MVP this year, I don't think that means he's the best in the league, right? Right, and he's gonna, he might get a pretty broke Grizzlies team into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They can somehow beat the Blazers tomorrow night, which they probably won't. All right. <laughs> so you wanted to get to the sixth man of the year. You sixth man. You got to take on this. Uh, we got Dennis Schroeder. We got Montrezl Harrell, and we got Lou Williams. Um, honestly, it's Schroeder for me. You better I mean, be honest. He helped the team, like, largely. He averaged 20 points a game despite being on the bench. He averaged more points than CP3 did, actually, this year. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that 
Montrez Hair or Lou Will will win it because they're on the same team. Like, either one's a six-man or one's a seven-man. Like, right. they can't both be – like, they both go in at the same time and right. all. But, I mean, and I honestly just think it's Schroeder. You think it's Schroeder? Yeah. I think I, it's Lou Will. And I know Harrell and Lou Will both average, what, 18, 18 something like that. They both average 18. But it's just so nice imagine. to have that from a guard. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that guard spot. Filled up, coming off the bench, you know. Honestly, I don't even think they should have. I don't think sixth man of the year should even be an award. <laughs> Why is that? So I don't. I, I do not cast a ballot on this. I don't cast a vote. I abstain. Can I do that? <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, it's the sixth man. So you're how many? Thirty-two teams times five starters. What's that equal? I don't know. One hundred and sixty. One hundred and sixty. Starters in the league, and we're gonna recognize somebody outside of that top 160. It's just dumb. So I don't know. Valid point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> How about fifth man? Like the the worst of the starters? No, I don't know. Uh, I don't vote. I think it's a dumb award. Right, Coach right. of the year. Coach of the year. I know I'm a Thunder fan, and I know I might seem biased for picking Donovan, but I gotta pick Donovan. At the beginning of the year, they had a 02 yeah. chance to make it to the playoffs. We're expected to win 20 in 82 games, and they ended up winning 40 in 60 games and a five seed, which I think is remarkable for what – I mean, I think they were a six seed last year with Russ and PG. So it's yeah. like I think he's done a great job as a team. Like I don't think it's boot and hoser when you have the league MVP on your team. You're going to win 60 games. Yeah, I, I love the stuff like that. that they run. I think if they actually ran more of that stuff in the playoffs, they would – be better off for it. They kind of went away from their five-out singles and and doubles and all that stuff into more ISO game in the playoffs last year, so hopefully they don't do that this year. I'm with you, but I'm with for your same reason, I'm I'm with Nurse, because, like you said, they they weren't expected to be what they were doing. Um, They were still expected to make the playoffs, though. Yeah, but going into (laughs) the bubble, they had the same record as they did with uh, Kawhi last year without him this year. And I don't even know if this is him or if he just has awesome player development people or both, or you know maybe it's a testament to the guys he has surrounded himself with. But guys on that team just like make huge leaps. Mm-hmm. Not just one or two dudes. I mean, Van Vliet has is gotten a ton Siakam, better. Siakam, OG, Siakam's gotten a, better, a lot better. OG's gotten a lot better. Like these guys are making huge leaps in their in their game. So, I mean, kudos to their whole team, organization yeah. for. I mean. Their player development, but I mean, nurse, nurse has got to be a big part of that, right? Mm-hmm. So I would pick nurse. Uh, right. And I think nurse will definitely win it. Just I think Donovan should win it. I guess. No, they had a they had it was a tie, right? They that was that was uh, that was that's not that was um uh, the coaches like some coaches organization who oh that. so they haven't even announced Mm-mm. it. No. Gotcha. All right, I didn't even know that. Okay, so most improved. So mm-hmm. the finalists are Graham. Ingram and Bam Adebayo. I'm going off of this list. Um, but you start us off. What do you think? I think it easily should be Devontae Graham. I, I honestly don't think it's really a question. It's either him. Or, oh, it's a question. It's it's going to be one of the North Carolina boys, so it's going to be either him or Brandon Ingram. Um, mm. But uh, I think Devontae, like, they all have valid arguments. I think they're all going to be studs. But Devontae Graham, you don't see normally a guy from going from – Four points and two dimes a game to 18 points and mm-hmm. eight dimes a game. Was like, he an all-star this year? 
No, he's not. Okay. But, uh, and I was just, I was just curious. Like, I agree. Like, so he's getting his stats are shooting through the roof. But like you mentioned when we were talking, like his minutes are going way up to get that right. Mm-hmm. And so obviously he's worked on his game. He's a lot better. They trust him more, which is the key to getting those minutes. Um, I'm kind of going off the grid here. You usually don't have like an all star that gets a most improved vote, but I'm going Luca, man. Luca went from 21 to 28 points a game. He went from seven. Uh, boards to 9.4 he went from six assists to 8.8 and like to me like he went from all-star to all nba like he's in the conversation for i mean he's i think he's a top five guy in the league right and Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have said that last year so i don't think it's just the guys that were you know riding pine and then all of a sudden they're now starting and putting up points i think it could go likewise this the leap that he's made from like a really good player to like an all-time great and he's 21 years old like mm-hmm. he's an all-time great like he's he, you told me that he is already fifth all-time in 30 20 10 games and he's 21 years old so i i'm kind of going off the grid there i know that he won't get it but i think he's made huge strides in, mm-hmm. in he's a not going to get it no he won't but, but he's got my vote all right defensive uh player there who you got ad Giannis with a g i split it with a g there Weird. How did you spell it? There, you almost spelled it right. You just need another N. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no explaining my spelling. AD, Giannis, or Gobert, who you got? AD. I mean, I think, like, his the Lakers last year were 32nd in defensive efficiency, and now I think they're, like, 24th, which isn't that much of a leap, but when your team is now the one seed and they're not missing the playoffs, I think that is a big leap. Yeah. You know what I mean? It helps them. It also helps the team basically get more opportunities for offense to create too. So, I feel like defense also like like defensive player of the year also can kind of go into offensive player of the year, but not really. Like you know what I mean? Like no, corresponds. So it's like defensive player of the year by being like defense creates good offense, mm-hmm. good defense. So that's what I'm kind of saying. Like his good defense is also kind of helping them. Oh, it's score more and like get more opportunities on the offensive end. For sure, I'm going off the list again. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go the claw, man. I think anytime you, I think I still think he's the best. Oh, I definitely think he is too. But okay, so I I'm, think I know you, you're saying he, I got to stay with the list, and I don't want to. So <laughs> I'd say Kwai, uh for the reason that for so many years LeBron was the best defender. He could guard all mm-hmm. five positions. I mean, mm-hmm. in a league where more and more, I mean, you see screen rolls or screen pops, like, every possession. And so if you can switch guys on that and he can just, he can be guarding your big or guarding a small forward uh, and switch off, and then all of a sudden he's guarding mm-hmm. your point guard, hmm. he, he can do that. So I would go with that. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's go to Uncle Jason's here. Hold on. Why do you, but Kawhi played like half the games this year. He played, like, 30 games this year. He's the best defender. Well, doesn't mean he had the best defensive, like, Yeah, but I think it's year. bigger than stats, though. You know what I mean? It's well, like, I'm saying it's defensive player of the year, not just, you know what I mean? Like, Zion is the best rookie, but it doesn't mean he runs rookie of the year. He played more than half the games. Not really. And if he did, he didn't play that, that long. Prove it. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll go, I'll look it up. But you don't have to do that because no one wants to hear that. All right, so let's go to – let's just say that I'm right. 
I say you're not right because <laughs> you're not. You're not. He barely played any of the game. You can't you can't call him defensive player of the year I if you didn't play half the season. Okay, so let's go to. Are we gonna go to Uncle Jason's? Or are you gonna still still stay with us? What you mean? Are you like, staying with Kawhi or are we going to Uncle Jason's? Uh, we can go to Uncle Jason's. All right. What could the NFL learn or improve upon after seeing what the NBA has done to be so successful at the bubble? Say that again. It's written down right there. Where? What could the NFL learn or improve upon after seeing what the NBA has done? A lot. They could learn a whole ton. I mean... They could do. They could steal basically everything from the NBA. They could make. They could do bubbles. I mean, just do. Don't do what the MLB's doing. I guess right. Like MLB's got no idea what they're going. What's going on? The only thing they've added are. Uh, they, the only thing they've done is taken away fans and uh, put masks on everyone, and that is it. That's the only thing they've done. I don't think the MLB is doing anything. So what the NFL needs to learn is. Do something like the NBA. Create like two or four bubbles, mm-hmm. like maybe one for each um, uh, one for each conference, one for the AFC, one for NFC, or maybe like split it into fours for bubbles, and then they could like switch every four games. Like switch everyone gets goes to a different bubble every four games or something like that. Like they could make. I think the bubble is a great idea, honestly. So I think they could do some bubble things that the NBA like. Just make a bubble like the NBA head did. Um, but you, like I you mean, said, you'd like, have to do more, right? Yeah, you have to have more bubbles because NBA has done it done it well, but they don't have to. They don't have as many. They, they don't, don't have, have fifty. Yeah, they don't have fifty three men on the team. That's why I was suggesting. And the like, NBA only brought twenty two teams as opposed to the whole NFL mm-hmm. to get in there. Um, I was looking up thirty seven people for each NBA team is what they're allowed right now after the first round of the NBA playoffs. Team NBA, yeah. Okay. Um, after the first round of the playoffs. They're going to allow uh, a room, a hotel room per player as guests. So 15 to 17 rooms for guests of the team. Um, but, I mean, yeah, if you, if you did four or five different bubbles and then, you know, get that all locked down mm-hmm. and you don't have people going to casinos and restaurants and... You know, out partying like the MLB guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, then you could have okay. You got those situations locked down. That everything's good within those bubbles. They're doing their testing like the NBA is doing, and then you know they play a little round robin in their bubble with their teams, and then they and then switch and they just switch yeah. right. But they've mm-hmm. they they all those people have been in that quarantine situation. They've been tested, mm-hmm. so they are you know deemed safe. And, and cool to move on to another place. They almost have to do the same thing as the NBA. Like, you should go to Matisse Stiebel's vlogs and watch what they're doing. Yeah. Try to, like, just steal it, guys. I mean, it's not really stealing, but there's, like, do something. Like, like do tests regularly and, like, you know, temperature every morning or something. Right, and so they were right asking down. them to do that on their own, kind of self-isolate on their own. Before they got there, they did tests before they got there. To Orlando, I'm talking about with the NBA. Mm-hmm. Then they had 48-hour self-isolation. They had to have two negative tests. Um, and only two of 322 had to leave in that self-isolation time, right? Because they'd done en- enough, you know, on their own to be responsible on their own. That's got to be a big part of that push, too. Is, hey, yep. is we're getting close to this thing, 
you got to watch who you're around and watch what you're doing so the whole thing doesn't implode. Mm-hmm. You know? Because there's, I mean, not just for these, this one season for these guys, but, I mean, there's just so much at stake moving forward. And, you know, as you know, the NFL, those windows, those careers are even shorter than the mm-hmm. NBA. Yeah, right? so sure. So you'd think that everybody would want to see this work. And if it means, you know, being away from your family or, you know, not going out to the club or whatever to get it done, then mm-hmm. that's got to happen. I mean, it's, almost, it's almost like the same thing as, like, what Trevor uh, Lawrence was saying. How, uh, like, why they should have college football? Because if they go to college, if they play college football, they're going to be more safe if they don't play college football almost. Because if they're not playing college football, they're going to be at home. They're going to be free and do whatever, go out, party, do whatever. But if they are in college, are playing college football, they're going to be with the team. They're going to be under procedure. They're Mm going to be having to, you know, like. That's a perfect segue, man. mm -hmm. I call that a segue. Because that was the last question. That was my question. Was what was the college football cancellation really about? At least for the Pac-12 and the Ivy League, and they've they've had some uh, some smaller conferences mm-hmm. call it quits, pull the plug thus far. And so the Pac-10, the big news this week, Pac, excuse mm-hmm. me, Pac-12, Pac-12 yeah. Big Ten have said they're not going to play fall football, and yeah. they've left the window open for possibilities of spring football. And you're, what do you think it was really about? Not whether you think it should have happened or not, but, like, what do you think that cancellation was really about? Maybe they were just, like, they wanted to cancel, but they didn't want to cancel just in case, like, it got better or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, maybe they just wanted to cancel for the fall, and if everything in the U.S. somehow just got better or something, they could, it didn't, like, they could still play. They didn't have to keep it canceled or whatever. So did you hear about, like, the, the hashtag We United stuff Mm-mm. with both of those? So it kind of led into and then semi-morphed with what some of those guys like Lawrence were saying. So the Pac-10 guys were really vocal with this, and then some of these other conference players uh, jumped on with it as well. Mm-hmm. The, the We United, the stuff I've that seen some where the, the Pac-12 was basically saying they had these demands that needed to be met um, that included things like social justice initiatives, uh, pay for players, uh, on top of the safety procedures that needed to be mm-hmm. in place or the safety protocols that yeah. needed to be in place for them to play. Um, the kind of less reported, but there was some of that stuff, not with the pay, but definitely with wanting a voice and a, a place at the table yeah, in terms I mean, of like, here's what we'll do to go back. players almost have like no voice. Right. Unless you're big like Trevor Lawrence or something, mm-hmm. like you basically got no voice. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I mean, to me, like, those two were the two big conferences where you saw a lot of of player unity and kind of the the roots of a potential like player movement and you know a player's union mm-hmm. and i think I think that frightened them more than anything yeah i don't think real. they wanted any piece of that you know they don't they didn't like they don't actually. want the they, they don't want the players at the table they want to make Mm -hmm. the decisions for them like they always have um they also don't want to waste a bunch of money having to pay all the players and and money's a huge thing too beyond beyond paying players because and i think the the pac-10 was just trying to strike while the iron was hot you know that hey this is you know we we have a voice here and people are listening to us so let's at least ask even if we're not going to get it type of thing but the the idea of money is huge i mean testing isn't cheap you know, and the liability mm-hmm. for all this stuff isn't cheap. Like, so, 
I think when you saw some of those early programs like UConn, UConn saying we're not doing this, I mean, that's a lot of athletes to be testing on the regular. Yeah. And that stuff isn't free. Of course, mm-hmm. Clemson can afford that, and you know, isn't it's not a big deal, and they are probably most the ACC teams. Like. Yeah. I mean, there's there's certain schools that would be like, yeah, we can do that. That's not a problem. But there are a lot of like those two those two smaller conferences, the HBCUs. Mm-hmm. They're like they pulled the plug quick. They're like we can't we can't afford that. But Monty Jones was t- kind of talking about that a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I think it was kind of a mix of what you know. What are the potential risks here? I mean, do we have something on our hands that we even want to deal with in terms of big picture financials and big picture you know player unity? Let's just put it on player safety and get back to it and maybe that's that whole player's movement has lost steam by the spring i don't know mm-hmm. i like that take actually a lot okay here's the last question of the day i'm gonna put an extra one in here all right what are you feeling here with the uh, high school coming up on monday where you at you excited you nervous you just whatever i don't know just another I'm year sure give it a go i guess <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I'm just I just don't want to wake up really. I'm gonna enjoy this week of sleeping in and yeah. Oh, bye! Don't struggle waking up really. No, but is it just like it's first year of high school? Is it just another year oh, for you? Yeah, it's just another year. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> and I was like so excited that I would be able to see you, but now, <laughs> yeah. now I can't see you. Yeah. But um, all right, we'll sign off for this week. We'll see what develops in the world of sports uh, for uh, episode three. Anything you got else you got? Nope. All right, see ya. How do you turn it? <laughs> he doesn't know how to turn nope. it off. Horse oh. <laughs> See you guys.